0: Hashtag SFMBTH. It is 13 minutes after 3 o'clock. We're in conversation next with Dr. Llewellyn Kerr-Lewis, Senior Lecturer in Criminal and Procedural Law at the University of Pretoria. So News 24 reporting that following Oscar Pistorius's decision to approach the Constitutional Court, um, or rather News 24 is reporting that Oscar Pistorius um, has decided to approach the Constitutional Court. We hear from Dr. Llewellyn Kerr-Lewis about whether or not the Concord is likely to overturn the Supreme Court of Appeals' decision to deny him parole. About four months ago, Oscar Pistorius' bid for parole failed on the grounds that he had served um, half of his prison term. Dr. Llewellyn Kerlewis lewis now joining us on the line. doctor Kerlewis, Ker-Lewis, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. A lot of confusion with the Oscar Pistorius matter also dating as far back as the initial conviction of culpable homicide, which was then upgraded to murder, and then later on even the sentence itself uh, was increased by the Supreme Court of Appeal where do we stand currently and is Oscar Pistorius's lawyers correct in arguing that he has already served half of his sentence?
1: Thank you uh, for the opportunity Aldrin and nice to speak to you once again. Uh, yes uh, correctly pointed out earlier on uh, this has been a back and forth uh, uh, almost like a tennis game um, as we've seen how this matter has been escalated from the High Court to the, all the way to the Supreme Court of Appeal Back to the High Court, back to the Supreme Court of Appeal, and ultimately back to the High Court, which we now have the sentence of 13 years and five months, which is the final, let's call it then, verdict on the sentence appropriately. You've summarized it correctly earlier on. It was initially a culpable homicide, upgraded to murder, five years, upgraded to six years, then obviously once again turned over by the Supreme Court of Appeal, and ultimately increased to this 13 years and five months, which we see now. Now, if everything plays out, and on the assumption that he never gets parole then he's obviously eligible for parole more or less in march 2029 now that being said um the rules of parole currently and remember there were were different rules over the last decade or two so please do not confuse this matter with other matters because um apples must be compared with apples and and so on no two cases can exactly be compared. To one another, but that being said, the general rule applicable in Oscar's uh, instance is he must serve out 50% of his uh, parole term, in which event he can then apply, then he is eligible to come to be considered for parole. Now, according to calculations, uh, his uh, lawyer's calculations, that 50% uh, have elapsed in more or less March this year, uh, 2023. So, any time after March, between March 2023 and August 2024, which according to the Department of Justice and Correctional Services is the appropriate 50 percent term in in terms of their calculations, um, is the right answer. So, it's either, it was either March or it might be August next year, depending on the Constitutional Court's ultimate verdict, now that Oscars have approached the Concord for a final verdict on that issue as well. Now. Between the two of us, my calculations, um, as I understood it, March was the applicable date. But according to uh, the, the Department of Justice, we have to work from the calculation date uh, when the matter was that the sentence was amended and handed down ultimately uh, by the Supreme Court of Appeal, directing Judge Masipa in those days to 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 men, to, to alter it um, from six years up to thirteen years and five months. So. With all due respect, there's no president that we can use. Um, uh, Both can be correct. Both interpretations seem to be correct. But if one looks at a constitutional perspective, then he might very well be correct to say, but listen, every day that I've spent more than my 50% um, is unfair towards me, and that's infringement of my constitutional rights. I've served my time. I am rehabilitated. I'm eligible for parole. Not to say he's going to be successful with that, but then, then at least... He can be considered, and according to previous reports, as we've seen, the parole board is already more or less inclined to grant him parole whenever he is successful um, uh, in his attempt to at least appear before them.
0: Yeah, um, so, so with the with the Supreme Court of Appeal matter, when that um, sentence was increased to 13 years and 5 months, um, back on the 24th of November 2017, why would the previous years that he was incarcerated not be taken into account?
1: Well, that is exactly the argument of Oscar's legal team. To say, but listen, um, the, the, the time I've, I've spent must surely be calculated in my favor as part of my sentence because I was already sentenced and I was already serving a sentencing term. Uh, but you will remember that the, the spokesperson of the family of Riva Steenkamp and, and other stakeholders and even the department suggested, no, 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 um, that is excluded. Uh, the 13 years and five months must be calculated. Uh, the the court already uh, incorporated and had a look at that time spent previously, and that was already in their calculations before they handed down the 13 years and five months prison sentence, and therefore it only starts when the last mentioned the sentence was uh, ultimately uphold. So we cannot, um, or should not uh, rather, um, take into account what you ever, whatever you served before. Well, like I said, I differ from that approach, but um, the court, court now ultimately must make, must make a ruling and tell us which interpretation is correct. One would have expected uh, that the, the Supreme Court of Appeal would have been much more clearer on that issue, you remember there was even two ap- applications to the Supreme Court of Appeal last year uh, to 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 get clarity on the matter, but apparently for some reason this time
0: around they could not uh, get it totally correct. Okay, and just a final one on, and, and I don't know if this would be similar. So when a, an accused um, is not granted bail and is incarcerated, and um, while attending the trial. Uh, is attending the trial while being behind bars, once yeah. they are being sentenced, does the court also take into consideration the time spent um, in, um, mm. in incarceration while attending the trial? I hear you. Uh, remember, for mitigation, yes. I mean,
1: every day you spend behind bars is something that counts in your favor if you're ultimately convicted because you've already served some term of imprisonment. So mm. for a mitigation aspect, that is considered correctly. But remember... The time that you spent whilst you have not received bail, pending the finalization of your trial, means that you have not been convicted yet, so it's trial awaiting. Even though it's behind bars, it's not a sentence in itself at that stage.
0: Okay, and that would not be taken into consideration? Correct. Whatever the court then bars. hand is
1: down, is your sentence that will follow from that date going forward. Yeah,
0: correct. Okay, thank you so much for your time. That is a Dr. Llewellyn Kerl-Lewis, who's a Senior Lecturer in Criminal and Procedural Law at the University of Pretoria.